Guys, open your Bibles, if you will, to First um, Corinthians 10. While you're finding First Corinthians 10, um, I, I always feel constrained to at least introduce what happens here on on Communion Sundays because I do believe there are people who are here pretty much every Sunday for the first time. It never amazes me, it never ceases to amaze me, that I had a young couple in my office this week, and uh, she was from a Roman Catholic background, and, and um, her concern was why Gracie Van only has the Lord's Supper once a month. Of course, her background would be that um, the Lord's Supper is observed every Sunday, and perhaps even more frequently than that. Others, other, your background means that you observe the Lord's Supper once a quarter. But here at Grace Van, what this is just the way we do it. <clears throat> We've decided that once a month, we set aside a Sunday and do things somewhat differently. And differently in this regard, um, I guess the primary difference is that my comments are so much briefer. Because we want you to be able to spend some time, some meaningful time around the sacrament. We don't want it to be an add-on. We don't want to tack it on at the end and hurry off while we get so we can... Head on out of here. But we, we want it to be the focus of what we do because, guys, this is the gospel in element form. This is the gospel being preached to you as, as bread and grape juice because they're emblems of something so richly significant. So um, if you're here hoping not to hear a long sermon, you came on the right Sunday. If you're here to hear... Something else, then come back next week and we'll, we'll do something longer, or at least I will. I want to read you just a couple, three verses out of 1 Corinthians 10, beginning at verse 14. You, you follow in your copies. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. Guys, if you're not a fan of the Christian church, if you're somebody that uh, isn't particularly thrilled by the Christian church, you might use terms like these to describe her. You might call her a country club. Just a country club. Those people get together and they just a country club. Or you might call it um, a holy huddle. All those people, they just, uh, they, they kind of intermarry and they're kind of, you know, uh, they're kind of weird. They're just a holy huddle. Us four, close the door, no more. There's some other terms that you could use to describe the Christian church, which are not, or that are worse than that, but um, we, we won't cover those. But um, my point is, our reputation, that is the church's reputation, or part of the, the fact that we have a bad reputation, is our own fault. Um, part, of, part of the world's low opinion of us is, is our fault. Um, our, our squabbles and our fights get, um, get covered on the front page of the commercial appeal. Our, um, our congregational votes are covered by the local news broadcasts. 
And uh, the world looks at us as sees us in all of our um, disputes and all of our divisions and and um, really has drawn some some fairly unflattering conclusions about us. And again, some of it we, we deserve. Augustine was was a fan of the church. Augustine was not an, an opponent. He was a Saint Augustine was a, a supporter, a staunch supporter of the church. And he had a name for the church. He called her Corpus Corpus Permixtus. It's a Latin term that means a mixed body. Not a mixed up body. And, you know, that may be true too, but, but a mixed bag of people from every tongue and every tribe and, and every nation, every walk of life, every, every ideology every political leaning, all stuffed into one institution, <clears throat> which for us out in Germantown, that's kind of hard to relate to because we're all so, <laughs> we're all so disgustingly white here at, at, out here in Germantown and at Gracie Van. But when I pastored that church in Budapest, oh, it was a corpus permixtus. Boy, was it ever... There were, um, these are just the people that that, that we met. There were Latvians, there were Serbians, there were Cameroonians, there were some Moldavians, there were Kenyans, there were Nigerians, there were Germans, Russians, Montenegrins, Syrians, and, um, there was one woman from the Ivory Coast, and I don't know what you call her. She's an Ivory Coastian, I guess. I don't know what you... But And then there were some of us Americans. Um, and, and you looked out over that, that group of people. <clears throat> I never will forget the, the day that the, the guy from Syria walked in. and um, He was from a refugee camp in Syria that Israel had just bombed. And he stood in the back. He wouldn't come into the to the room. He stood right there at the door. And I I kept wondering, I mean, do you have a bomb strapped to you? I mean, uh, what is this? And it turns out that, 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 of course, he just came because he was a part of this corpus permixtus, this, this mixed body of people. Gang, one of the historic creeds of the church is, is the Apostles' Creed. You remember that? I was taught it. Uh, maybe you were. I believe in God the Father Almighty and maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under the body of Jesus. Remember that? Well, there's a line in that, and it says, I believe in the communion of the saints. It's right at the bottom. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean that we believe in a communion of the saints? What that means is that in all of this permixtus, in all of this variety, of course, you can't see it much here, but come to Budapest with me. In all of this mixed bag of people, there is a bond. There is a, there is a union among Christians. 
that, that transcends anything that's societal or ethnic or, or national or economic or, or even political. All of those things that would perhaps otherwise divide us. There is a bond that brings us together such that we believe in what's known as the communion of the saints. Now, I say all of that to really say this. One of the names that we use to describe this, I mean, there's we call it the Lord's Supper. Uh, if you're from a Roman Catholic background, you may call it the Eucharist. But some of us call this communion. And it really comes from that 16th verse. Uh, it's variously translated. Uh, in fact, my translation uses the word participation. Uh, New American Standard says sharing in. But if you've got a King James Bible, it says communion. Um, the bread that we break, is it not a communion in the body of Christ. Gang, I, I, um, all of that leads me to this conclusion. That one of the purposes behind this event is to remind us of the communion of the saints. That is, as different as we are, we have a lot in common. As, as, um, as varied is our background, is, are our backgrounds, we have a lot that draws us together. For instance, sin. G- gang, there's not a hair's there's not a hair's difference between the best of us and the worst of us. This is the only institution that I know of that to get in it, you've got to say to the world, I'm broken. I'm flawed. I'm a sinner. So ladies and gentlemen, look at everybody around you. And one of the things that brings us together is we all admit that we are broken. We're flawed. And let me say this again. There's not a hair's difference between the best of us and the worst of us. It might be a matter of a little bit of a degree. But one of the things that puts us in the same communion is a recognition that we are sinful. That means that another thing that we have in common is our profound need of forgiveness. You know, guys, sometimes I wonder why we find it so difficult to forgive each other. I know there's offenses that might exist between a person here and a person there. 
But let me go back. When you came into this place, you had to admit "Mm, you're broken. And you know, broken people tend, or hurt people tend to hurt people. You know that, don't you? So my point is, we have in common our sin, which means we have in common our our need for forgiveness. There is never a time in any of us where repentance isn't needed. We need to be fixed. My dear brother and sister in Christ, you look nice. You smell better. But you need to be fixed. Just like me. And you know what? You're going to need to be fixed tomorrow. And next Sunday. And the next time that we do this. You know what? We all have that in common. We're all broken. And we all need to be fixed. And then a third thing, of course, that we have in common is the one who fixes us. The Lord Jesus. Gang, what could be more unifying to a mixed bag of people than being reminded that we have a common fixer We have a common deliverer who has granted us a common deliverance. The Lord's Supper is a, is a ritual reminder. And it reminds us about a lot of things. It's a drama. It's a story that, that reminds us about the broken body and the shed blood of Christ. But in the midst of all that reminding, it reminds us that we have a common Heritage. And that's supposed to create a sense of a unified people. We, we are returning this morning to our common ancestor. We are in a common union with Christ otherwise known as the communion of the saints. So gang, I'm just here this morning reminding you that we belong to the same Savior because of the same reasons, with the same needs, we've been drawn to this Savior of ours. We believe in a communion of the saints and so as people who, are, have a, who have a deep, lasting bond together. Why don't we meet around this table? Let's pray. <clears throat> Our Father, I do pray that you will remind your people that there is something much bigger here than a ritual that it is filled with rich significances of, of all sorts, one of those being our reminder 
that we're all in this for the same reasons, with the same needs, with the same, with the same deliverer and deliverance. And so, Father, meet us here. Meet us because, not because we've earned anything at your, at your hand, but meet us as we come to be, to tell you all over again that we are grateful that we've been forgiven because of what Christ accomplished for us. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name.